Hi, I'm Nicole Hurd, and welcome to my podcast. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be inspired. And the good news is, there are a lot of inspiring people associated with the College Advising Corps. Over the coming weeks and months, I will have the honor of introducing you to them. People who believe in hope, people who believe in opportunity, people who believe in our beauty, our power, and our potential. People who believe in serving in communities and people who courageously say, I believe in you. And we will also talk about the importance of navigating the path to college. Join me in this journey to be inspired, this journey in a time of challenge to lift and love and dream. Welcome to the Knowledge for College podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Knowledge for College podcast. I have a huge treat for you today. We've got two incredible advisors, uh, one serving in Virginia, the other serving in Michigan, uh, here to talk about the work and to give our students and all of us some advice during this critical time of year. We're getting close to decision day, uh, and we want to make sure that everybody makes some good decisions about their post-secondary plans. So, uh, Jordan, do you want to go first and introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Hi everyone, um, my name is Jordan Kievsky and I'm a second year advisor with the Virginia College Advising Corps and I'm currently serving at Huguenot High School in Richmond, Virginia. Awesome. And Victoria? Hi, my name is Victoria. I'm over at uh, JW Sexton in Lansing and I serve with the University of Michigan College Advising Corps and I'm a second year. Awesome. And so thank you both for, for spending some time with us. Um, I, I almost said go blue, Victoria, I can't control myself. <laughs> so uh, I'm actually rocking some good, uh, some good Michigan yellow right now. But uh, just to, to talk to you both about the work, um, let's also talk about, you know, I want to just throw out some gratitude. Gratitude, I think, is one of our values here at College Advising Corps. We always want to make sure uh, that we show our gratitude for each other and for those that believe in us. Um, you're both in schools are supported by the Panda Cares Foundation. Uh, and I've actually had the absolute joy of meeting the Chern family. Uh, Andrew and Peggy Chern are two of the best entrepreneurs in our country. Uh, they have an amazing family and they have an amazing staff. Uh, and they've got these amazing restaurants all over the country. And part of their uh, commitment is to really give back and give back and making sure every student here is I believe in you. And so we're so aligned with our values and they actually support both of your schools. So incredibly excited to have you here. I want to give them a shout out. One of the things I love about Panda Cares and about our partnership with them is they care very deeply about post-secondary kind of access and success, but they also care about character. And when I think about the two of you and what you've done uh, and what you are doing, it shows a lot of character. So if you don't mind getting a little bit personal, um, but Jordan, you want to talk a little about why are you an advisor? Yeah. Um... So I became an advisor because I knew throughout college that I wanted to take a break before going to grad school. And I'm interested in sort of this like common thread of giving back to the community in, in any way that I can. Um, and I um, have always knew that, known that I've wanted to work in equity in some capacity and I'm really interested in education policy. So this position was sort of the perfect job to check all of those boxes and um, feel like I'm doing some work that's worthwhile and meaningful um, and valuable to a community while also getting the experience that would help me out later in, in school and in my life. Jordan, I'm so glad you pointed that out because I do think diversity, equity, and inclusion work is character work, right? Part of um, doing this work is making sure there's more seats at the table um, and more ways to lift people up. And so I think it's just a beautiful part of, of your commitment to this work. Um, Victoria, you want to talk about why did you become a CAC advisor? Yeah, so I 
am in full circle right now. I serve currently at the school that I attended. Um, I absolutely loved my advisor during high school. She was kind of like my rock. She was always there for me. She was one of the first people that I messaged when I became an advisor. And I was just like, hey, guess what? Guess where I'm at right now? And she was so shook about it. Uh, but yeah, I think education is something that has carried me throughout my time, you know, secondary, but also post-secondary when I attended the University of Michigan. It was kind of less, you know, going from a school like JW Sexton to going to the University of Michigan was kind of like a shock for me. Um, and being able to work with students who were in a similar, like, place and who are literally sitting in the seats that I was sitting back in when I was in high school um, was something that I really wanted to do afterwards. And surprisingly enough, I didn't know, I thought it was just a coincidence that all the advisors that came from our high school was from U of M. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, what, what is this? And then I had a whole conversation with somebody about it and they were just like, oh no, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And I was just like, I want to be a part of this journey. So I, yeah. And then I became an advisor. It's so great. It's so great that you come back full circle. It's um, very exciting to think about the ways you can give back to community in different phases of your life, right? You can be a student, you can go off to a great university, and then you can come back and, and give back in such a powerful and beautiful way. You know, I think a huge part of our partnership um, with the University of Michigan, with the University of Virginia, with all our partner universities, and with our partners uh, like Panda is to think about impact. So, um, Let's talk about impact for a second, because I know both of you would not be where you are if you weren't thinking about how you can make a difference. So, Jordan, when I say impact, what, what comes to mind uh, for you? Hmm. I think when I hear the word impact, I think about a butterfly effect and sort of how every interaction that we have with a student in our work has the potential to have a long-term impact on their lives. Um, and the, the, a long-term impact on the community of, of my school and my site um, and the culture of that community. And so, you know, each student who fills out a FAFSA or each student who gets an acceptance that they might not have been expecting um, is shaping the whole community as a whole um, and making the community a better place and more inclusive place and um, inspiring others around them. So I am grateful to have, you know, a teeny tiny part of that, but also look at the larger impact of, of each day of the work we do. Jordan, I love the way you're talking about that because it occurs to me, you know, I love to talk about all the advisors, all of our students, um, our communities are, are sparks, right? And our job is to kind of make them into fireworks. Um, but I love the butterfly analogy. I think it's awesome, right? I do think, um, you know, butterflies are signs of growth too, right? They're signs of evolution. And I think, um, you know, the joy of doing this work is being a witness to that, right? And yes, you might have a small part in it, but a huge part of the work is just being there um, and how hard it's been to be there during this virtual time, but still the two of you are showing up in such beautiful ways. So, so grateful for both of you. Um, Victoria, when I say impact, what comes to your mind? Um, I think very similar to Jordan. I think, I think about the little things. I think there are times, especially during this COVID space where you, I feel like us as advisors are, we're doing a lot of work and, I feel like in the moments, it doesn't feel like it's doing anything. Um, but I think once, you know, the moments start adding up, the little things start adding up, it does create larger impact. And I think that, I think about that with my students last year, especially, you know, we start off the school year strong in person, um, all of that kind of stuff. And then COVID hit 
and it was kind of just it was hard afterwards and some some of those students I didn't get my final goodbyes with um, all of that kind of stuff but then even to going on to my second year I've had students still reach out to me from last year being like I know you're not my advisor anymore and I'm just like I'm always your advisor either way it doesn't matter with that um but you know I think seeing that coming into again full circle is is kind of mind-blowing to see the little the little things that can be pushing forward for bigger things I love that I think all of us are trying especially in this pandemic to just have those little successes but you're right those little successes start to show into big successes I think we're now in the time of year where hopefully we're all feeling some big successes but we're also probably feeling some big disappointments because it's college acceptance season, right? We're getting ready for decision day. And I'm sure some of your students are hearing some really exciting news, uh, but some of them have probably had their heart broken perhaps by a college. What are you What are you saying to your students right now about getting ready for this kind of post-secondary journey and, and maybe some of the, the yeses and nos that have been in their lives? Victoria, you wanna go first? How's, how are your students faring in this college decision process? Yeah, I think, I think it's hard, um, especially with COVID right now, just because even I've recognized that even some students who, you know, want to go off and go to like really big schools and like all of this kind of stuff that might not be possible because they're kind of, they're nervous and scared of what's going to happen within the next year or so, whether that's going to be in person, whether that's going to be online and seeing what the, you know, best decision is for them. Uh, I always tell students that I, I am here to help and like facilitate that decision, but it's ultimately there. It's their moves. Um, I like to reassure them that no matter where they go, they will, they'll always end up doing really amazing things and kind of reminding that no matter where you go, no matter where you start, whether that be a community college, whether that be a four year, whether that be trader tech or whatever, um, just letting them know that no matter what pathway they choose, they're going to do big things and that I will always be there to back them up and support them. Thank you for sharing that, Victoria. It's so important for them to hear that this is a journey, right? And it can have multiple chapters and none of us live a linear life, right? Most of us have a very nonlinear life. Um, but the important thing is that they know their agency and their power and all that, right? That they can shine in all sorts of different places. So uh, Jordan, how are your students doing? What kind of advice are you giving them right now? Um, yeah, I totally agree with everything Victoria just said. And my advice has sort of been been similar. I think the pandemic has in a way sort of amplified the challenges that they already were facing um, previously. So, you know, access is really hard. Um, and there have been so many questions that have popped up. Um, and I think my students have seen a pretty significant shift of students who were thinking about four-year schools now thinking about other options. Um, but I think as an advisor, it's our job to remind them that they can still achieve, like their, their end goal doesn't have to shift. Um, their, their dreams don't have to change. Um, the path might change, but they can still have the impact they wanna have. They can still um, get to the school, you know, they're dreaming about and um, achieve what they want to achieve um, and have set out to achieve because they're still gonna be doing the work. They're still gonna be, um, you know, waking up every day and moving a little bit closer to that dream, no matter what the path to get there looks like. So I think um, as an advisor, I've been trying to help them plan for whatever happens, um, both when they're in high school and when they get into, you know, that next step after they graduate um, and just helping them 
visualize it for themselves and understand how to how to still make the final goal possible. Jordan, I think that's so powerful. And I'm sure your students are so grateful for that advice because it's important advice, right? I think all of us, again, have um, you know, certain ideas in our head about how things are going to work in this pandemic. If it's anything, it's shown us all um, the need to actually be able to pivot, right? And to realize that um, there's more than one way to get to your goal, but also um, that we need to just take care of each other and keep you know, um, supporting each other during this really difficult time. So you know, I think one of the things I'm hearing from both of you is that plans are changing for a lot of students, right? Um, you know, I know this is a bit of a difficult question, but I think it's important because we might have somebody in this, in this uh, orbit that might be listening to this. But if you're, um, you know, a parent, uh, if you're somebody that's caring for students, if you're a college president, uh, you know, what do, what do caring adults, you know, I think about, especially somebody who's a college president right now, um, you know, he or she might be, they might be making decisions but what do they need to know that students need to know right now? I think you both have a really interesting view about like what what would you do or what would you tell colleges and universities, whether it's a community college or four-year school, like how best can they help students? How best can they show up right now? Victoria, do you have any thoughts about that? I think the most important thing, especially at like a higher ed institution or in terms of, you know, supporting students in that manner, I feel as though just being, and like, I think it was kind of like a mantra that I had for myself, um, especially entering this COVID space is, is just not only like being kind to others, but also being kind to ourselves. And that's kind of similar to what I tell my students all the time is that it's okay to be kind. It's like in this time, be kind to yourself, especially when you have things coming at you. And then looking at that from the perspective of higher, edu higher education is that, um, it's allowing these students to have a grace period, especially when we have our uh, first generation, our low income students, our underrepresented students who already have so many things um, kind of against them, just being kind to them and allowing them to have that grace period and to have, you know, a bit of extension of that, you know, period is needed and understanding their circumstances because some of these kids right now are, I have a lot of students who uh, yes, we've been online all this year, but they're also like, you know, because we're online, it's like they're going to work to support their families because maybe one family member is not working because of COVID or something like that. So being able to really be kind to the students and I try to fill them with as much love and kindness as I can and especially reminding to themselves to be kind to themselves. And I think a lot of outside force from that um, could give our students a lot more, you know, grace. Victoria, I love, I love that phrase, give everybody a grace period, right? I do think, um, look, it's really intimidating to call a college or a university or a community college and say, um, you know, I don't have enough financial aid, can you help me? Or my, you know, financial situation has changed and can you help me? Or, you know, it takes a lot of courage to kind of be vulnerable to these big schools, right? And I do think those schools have an obligation to actually exactly what you said, be kind, right? We're not talking about processing, um, you know, widgets and gadgets. We're talking about people, right? And how you show up for people and how, uh, how you have that kind of service orientation, right? I think we're all here to serve. Um, and how does that service orientation actually flow through these institutions is a really important question to ask right now. Um, so thank you. for. I'm going to use that grace period. That's a very nice way of putting it. Uh, Jordan, anything you're thinking about in terms of just 
how to be brave and how to be courageous, but also some advice to as you know the person that answers the phone at the financial aid office or the person that uh, is in the admissions office and you want to appeal the decision. What what would you say to those people right now? Um, I think the biggest thing that I was thinking about was to the extent that they can um, staying as transparent as they can, um, because I think especially right now when the whole world is changing every day. Um, no one really expects any one person or one institution to have all the answers and to be able to say definitively, this is what next year will look like, or this is what your situation will, will be next year and, or in the fall or whenever. Um, but for so many of these, especially incoming students who don't know what college is like normally, um, they are sort of double blind now because they don't really know what to expect going into college, but now, especially in the COVID landscape, um, are, are maybe feeling more insecure or more confused. Um, so I think just remaining transparent and giving students as much information as they can um, with you know a note that things might change and they'll be willing to work with students if things change, but allowing um, students and their families to plan early on in advance so that they feel prepared and, and making sure they know what resources are available to help and support them throughout the journey. Um, I think would make a difference in a lot of my students' lives, and I'm sure students across the country. Jordan, as you say that, I'm, I'm taking both your and Victoria's ideas and putting them together and, and going to amplify by saying, you know, clarity is kind, right? Clarity is really kind. I think sometimes we think clarity is might be harsh or clarity um, is stressful, but clarity is actually really kind, right? We need to know as much as we can know, and, um, and we know that sometimes decisions have to be reversed, but I do think you're kind of counseled to be clear um, and to give as much information as you can is a form of kindness, right? None of us like to be kind of in the dark about you know when school going to start is it going to be virtual or not um you know what is my financial aid package what what's going to happen i think um again nobody has a crystal ball but i do think clarity is a form of kindness so thank you for for teasing that out um as we get ready to to wrap up i guess the other thing is again i know you're both uh second year advisors you want to talk a little bit about about where your journey's going next i know uh jordan you want to share where you think you might be headed yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm heading back to Charlottesville um, for law school at UVA in the fall. Um, and I could not be more excited to one, be back in Charlottesville and two, just sort of take the next step on this journey that I've been planning for and working for for a really long time. Well, congratulations, Jordan. We'll all be rooting for you. And uh, Victoria, do you know what you're doing next? Yeah, I just want to say first, congratulations, Jordan. That's super Thanks. exciting. Uh, <laughs> But my current plan is that uh, I, I was going to go to grad school, but I had to, you know, similarly to our students, I had to take my own step back and being like, do I have the capacity to go back to grad school right now, especially in the COVID period. So I decided to hop off that train and I'm currently looking for jobs right now, uh, preferably in the higher education space. I've been applying to all over. I am not uh, particularly stuck to Michigan, um, but I will be, I'm looking all over right now. Haven't heard too many things back, uh, but I just kind of grind it through, I guess. Well, look at, I think, um, so, so excited for both of you, right? Jordan, so excited to have you go to law school and, and, you know, Victoria, I think 
again, back to clarity and being kind to yourself, giving yourself the space to think about your next steps before you go to graduate school. Congratulations on knowing yourself well enough to make that step back. And we'll get this podcast out so people can know that they can hire Victoria. <laughs> so, uh, and that she's awesome. I mean, look at, I think uh, one of the reasons why I wanted both of you here today is again, part of the College Advising Corps is to make sure that all these students that we've been talking about um, have the opportunity to, to really have the post-secondary um, experience they've earned. But as you both know, part of the College Advising Corps experience is really to propel our advisors into being the next generation of leaders. And I think both of you reflect that beautifully. Um, you know, leadership to me is understanding systems. And I think both of you have talked about how you're navigating systems right now. Um, and then it's also passion. And I think everybody is seeing the passion that's coming from both of you. So um, just want to thank you both for coming today. Thank you both for the light and the love that you're radiating. Um, and thank you for showing for students in a really difficult time. And also just want to call out again, we wouldn't be uh, in Richmond, we wouldn't be uh, in Virginia, we wouldn't be in Michigan, we wouldn't be uh, in Lansing, we wouldn't be in all these places across the country if it wasn't for our friends at Panda Cares Foundation. So thank you to them. Um, I hope that they all see this and say, oh my goodness, uh, we're making a huge difference in the community because they are. Um, I hope that other people watch this who might not be in the Panda family and say, I want to join in uh, and help make sure that students um, get people like Jordan and Victoria in their lives. So thank you both for just representing the entire course so beautifully. Um, wishing you both well, wishing your students well as we get ready for decision day and just know I believe in you both very much. So thank you. Thank All right. you for having us. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that wraps for this uh, episode of our, the Knowledge for College podcast. I'm Nicole Hurd, the founder and CEO. Thank you for allowing us to spend some time with these two amazing advisors and thank you for believing in us and our students. Until next time. Thank you for spending some time with us. I hope you've left inspired and ready to serve. For more information about College Advising Corps, please visit collegeadvisingcorps.org. And until next time, we believe in you.